Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Wendy Dillard here. Today is Wednesday, June the 6th, 2018, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, your second daily dose of happy for the day. And once again, we're glad to welcome you back and love having our listeners tune in because, uh, you know, it just makes the, the show so much more special that we have more and more people. I mean, the numbers are actually increasing. It's not increasing perhaps quite as exponentially as I hoped the book would do, but it's increasing. And that's that's good news. And I'm, I'm happy about that. So um, thank you all for tuning in. And uh, we'll see uh, where the show goes because we don't know where it's going to go. Yesterday, we thought we were going to be talking about the book, The Law of Attraction, the basics of the teachings of Abraham. Never got there. Never got there. <laughs> Not even close. I mean, it's just like, whoop, there it goes. <laughs> we didn't even leave a few minutes at the end where we normally go, well, I think we have a little bit of time to get into the book. <laughs> no, didn't even go there. Didn't even do that. Nope. So we're going to make an added effort today to try to do the book and see if we can get some Maybe. coverage there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just depends on our mood, right? <laughs> Maybe. Well, it was fun because I was supposed to have a session with one of my clients tonight, and she called me yesterday and just said she had this incredible breakthrough and really wanted to share it with me, and could I possibly switch our sessions to yesterday? Oh, nice. And so I said, as a matter of fact, I was really kind of aching. I really wanted to do a session with somebody, so I said, absolutely, let's do it. So um, she called back at session time, and it was really fun that she was referencing things we talked about at the top of the show yesterday. She only got a chance to listen to part of it, but the part she listened to came into our conversation. I went, oh, that's maybe how all of these should go. I should just tell clients, (laughs) you know, listen to the podcast. That'll be our subject for the night. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I did set my goal. I set one of my goals to do more to, uh, you know, uplift and, and, you know, provide good uh, feedback and good input and so forth to our listeners, so they can have you know more than just a single day daily dose of happy. They're just getting lots of good stuff. I didn't take into account coaching, but hey, you know if it feeds into that, that's great. That's fine. <laughs> well, you know, with all the different co-hosts you have, each one of us is a coach. True, and um, mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me if other um, co-hosts have similar experiences with with you know, their clients, that they're listening to them on the podcast and it gives them extra food for conversation. Oh, sure. I mean, I know for sure that there have been a number of listeners who have called in to various of the co-hosts and talked to them privately and set up sessions and so forth. So I would not be at all surprised if that was true. It's it's nice. It's nice to know that uh, we're able to contribute something. That's great. Absolutely. So let's see what's going on today. Uh, today, today was a day of catch up. <laughs> And I, okay. I almost caught up. I mean, you're the one who always talks about how neat and fastidious you are. And I'm definitely not neat and fastidious. But today was improvement because I can see my desk now. <laughs> well, you know what happens? Here, here's just a, a law of nature. You know what happens every time you get your desk cleared off? What's that? More stuff gets added to it because now there's space for it. Yeah, that's true. That, that tends to happen. And I'm, I'm I'm actually going to focus on a clear desk for a while to see if I can put that at bay, but you never know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of falls into just a little tidbit I wanted to share. Um, I've been noticing as of late that I have what I'll call a vacuum in my life. Mm. Like I can tell mm. there's more space as in I don't have as much to do um, during my normal day job. Or else I'm working so incredibly fast, I get things done quicker. I'm not quite sure. But it's like I have time to breathe in between things, which that's like completely unusual and very pleasant. Totally welcomed. Yeah. 
Um, then, you know, I record a lot of things on my DVR and I, because I'm kind of a little OCD, I tend to want to keep the number low. If they, if it gets too out of control, like if I have a hundred different programs to watch, it makes me feel actually uncomfortable. So I like it to be in a range that it's like not overwhelming to me. And so, and actually what that's about is because if you get too many, then the system says, hey, we've reached, you know, your limit and we're going to have to start erasing things. And I remember years ago when I was married and my husband and I were both recording different shows, we'd get to the point where the system had to actually start erasing things in order to keep recording. And so I'd say to him, okay, what, what one of these, like he'd record series and he had a habit, like he recorded Twilight Zone and he had a habit of he'd watch them but he wouldn't erase them. And so I'd go, which ones of these can we erase? And he'd go, mm, I've watched that one, that one, that one. And I'm like, honey, you, you've watched like about 30 of them. He's like, I know, but I never know when I'm going to go back and watch them again. <laughs> mm-hmm. So back to the day when we had the system erasing things on us nilly willy, which made me crazy. Um, I'm now a little bit more uh, comfortable with just a certain number and but I like him, I kind of do that too. Like with my favorite series, especially if it's a brand new series, I've watched them, but I'll watch them over and over. But I've started to go, you know what? I'm ready to let them go. I've watched them three times, now start to erase. And I'm down to like a small number of recordings, which is really weird for me because normally when that happens, I go look for more stuff to add. I'll go look for other series. And I'm not doing that. Mm. And I'm like, what's that about? And I'm just noticing that the typical things in my life that fill my time and space are not there. And it's feeling like wide open. And I feel like from a metaphoric perspective, that's because something big is about to drop into my lap. Oh. And so I'm like clearing away stuff, even though I don't know the specifics of what it is. But it's kind of like if let's say all of a sudden some big project came to you. You'd think to yourself, man, I wish I would have known about this a couple of days in advance so I could have cleared some other things off my plate. Well, I think I'm getting that opportunity to clear things off my plate. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so that's just a really nice feeling. There's an anticipation of something big to come. And I'm just kind of enjoying the emptiness of not having too much to do. And I had a delightful conversation with Cindy Chavez yesterday morning. Um, How nice. Which is, of course, your morning co-host. Right. And one yeah. of the things she was talking to me about, which I just loved, is she was saying how, you know, there once was a time that just like the rest of the world, she was a crazy woman, too. Now I'm using my own words. She didn't <laughs> say it this way. Um, but that she was a crazy woman, too. And she was back-to-back meetings and business things. And, you know, it's just she had so much going on. And she decided she didn't like that. That wasn't comfortable for her. And so now she has a much more structured um, way of organizing her time. And when I had reached out to her last week by email asking her if we could have a conversation, it was funny to me at first because it was, I think, last Wednesday or Thursday. And she said, well, I'm available next Tuesday or Wednesday from 10 until 4. So can you let me know when would be good for you? And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's hysterical. It's a week away. And she gave me time parameters. 
<laughs> and then the more I thought about it, I went, that's really quite brilliant. Yeah. So I wrote her back and I said, well, honestly, because I'm just getting back to work after being gone for a week, don't know what next week will look like, but I said, I'll let you know when I do know. So yesterday, about 8.45 in the morning, I went, oh, I think I have time today. So I reached out and I said, I'm available today. How about 10 o'clock? And if not, you know, let me know when. And sure enough, she said, 10 great. And she called me. And I thought, you know, and as we had this conversation, I thought that it is so brilliant to set really good parameters around time. And she only chooses to do what makes her feel good. And she's got really good boundaries about when people encroach upon her time or they want something from her. She thinks about it. And if it doesn't fit into what feels good, she says, no, thank you. I'm like, wow, I love that. It was just, it was a wonderful takeaway that I went, I want to incorporate that into my life. And simultaneously, I kind of feel like maybe I'm almost in that now because I don't feel so incredibly busy. I, I'm not like going out of my mind nuts. It's like, wow, what a nice place to be in. It <laughs> and is. how unusual for me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it is a nice place. In fact, that's exactly the place that Louise and I are trying to get uh, into, particularly for her, but for both of us, uh, just because with her in the gardening business and the fact that this is the busiest time of the year, I mean, she's basically going nuts. And, and she even came to me at one point and said, look, I just can't keep doing this. And so that's when I kind of dove in and started doing my management consulting routine and, and basically we, we we reshaped her entire uh, workflow so that stuff isn't coming through her anymore <laughs> and it's going through other people who should be handling it. But yeah, I mean, that that's a big goal of ours, a really big goal. And I'm very hopeful we're going to make some significant headway over the next week or two, uh, probably starting on Monday, actually, is when the biggest shift is going to start happening. And there'll be a number of shifts that will happen. But um, yeah, we're, we're very much on board with the... Uh, having that same kind of, of lifestyle where you only do what you want to do. You only do what feels good. You only do what, you know, yeah. what, what uh, makes you want to keep doing it. Well, and, you know, for a good long time now, I've had, you know, somebody come and cut my lawn. And I also have a different lawn service, you know, um, True Green that comes and, you know, fertilizes and gets rid of the weeds and that kind of thing. And I never really thought about it this way until just recently it's like I've delegated my lawn care to two other companies. And I've been very happy with their services and I'm very happy to pay them for their services. They do a very good job. I'm thrilled with the results and I'm able to afford it. Now I couldn't always, but it's like when I could afford one thing, I got one service. When I could afford the next, I added that. That's like for years, I never had cable. Um, I just felt like that was a luxury I couldn't afford monetarily. And I remember when my husband and I together were starting to make a little bit more money. And he said, do you think we can get cable? And I said, well, let me look at our money. And I said, you know, I think we can afford that. And he goes, well, if not, we can just get rid of it. I said, well, here's the thing I'm pretty sure of. Once we get it, we're going to like it. And we'll never want to let it go. (laughs) So... We have to really be certain that if we say yes to it, it's something that we can afford on an ongoing basis. And he went, yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember when we added cable into our life, that was like quite the expense. And then we kept getting bigger packages and bigger packages. But, you know, if you do it a little bit at a time, 
it doesn't feel like it's such a big deal. <laughs> oh, yeah. They sell it that way deliberately. They want you to take yes. it a little bit at a time because that's how they eventually get to the point where you're paying hundreds of dollars a month. <laughs> but, you know, anyway, the the cable package aside, what I was wanting to kind of talk about for a moment was I'm starting to recognize how the fact that I've outsourced my lawn care is a way of delegation. Yeah. I delegated those those things. I mean, I used to cut my own lawn. You know, I wasn't very good at taking care of. Well, actually, I used to pull my own weeds. I didn't put a weed, you know, pre-emergent on my lawn, but I pulled my own weeds. You know, I trimmed my own bushes. And it's and I'm like, you know, I really like giving that to somebody else to do. And I know that it makes a difference for them because it keeps their businesses thriving. So it true, truly is a win-win. And you know how yesterday I had said, I had heard that phrase, I don't spend money, I recirculate it. Remember when yep. I said that? Yeah, right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, to me, delegating is kind of that same kind of thing. It's like I give away a job, but it's to somebody who's looking for a job. And so I'm I'm paying with money and they're paying with services. And so to me, that's a beautiful recirculation of, of exchanging, you know, services for money. Um, I'm wondering what else I want to delegate. I mean, I do know I've started delegating a little bit of my housework. I have somebody who comes in and cleans some of my stuff and, um, she's willing to do some other projects that are kind of off the grid that are not housework oriented. And last week I was just not in the mood to go grocery shopping. I'd put it off day after day and I'm like, I just need to go grocery shopping. <laughs> and I said to my sister, I said, will you go? She was at my house. I said, will you go with me? Now, she works at a grocery store. Oh. <laughs> and she goes, I'd, I'd love to. And I'm like, oh, okay. really? You don't mind? She goes, no, I don't mind at all. So we used her like reward card because she gets a discount and it, it added to her fuel points. And she's like, you really don't mind putting it on my card? I said, are you kidding? I said, I don't use the fuel points anyway because my area doesn't have one of the gas stations that go with the reward card. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, she's like, oh, well, I'm getting 300 points. That's so good for me. And I'll get 30 <laughs> cents off the pump. And I'm like, it was a win-win because to me, by going with her, it made it a social event instead of a chore or drudgery, sure. you know. And even that feels like I delegated it because it no I delegated it to turn well I actually transitioned it into an event. <laughs> what do you so, mean what anyway, do you mean transitioned? I'm not sure what you mean. Well, instead of making to me grocery shopping is boring and a and a and a pain. So I exchanged it for making it into an event. It was an event that my sister and I did together. Oh, and we oh, used to I love see. to oh, shop okay. together. Yeah. Yeah, and so it wasn't like I was going grocery shopping. It was kind of like she and I were playing, you know, and like while I was off getting strawberries, I said to her, hey, would you go get me, you know, some celery and, and, and zucchini and squash? And she's like, okay, you know, and we're across the produce aisle and she's holding something up like, do you like this? And I'm like, yes, you want the big celery or the small? And I don't, it just be kind of, it kind of became just a fun event that I was doing with her instead of me going by myself and just being bored that I'm at the grocery store. You know, it's funny so you should that, mention that because I've Louise and I for the longest time, almost every week, we do the shopping together, and I'm so used to doing it. I, I don't even think of it as something you do in any other way. But yeah, I mean, we we we've done that 
every year now since we've been involved with each other, which is like 20 years ago. And every day, wow. every week we, we go shopping together. I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's a rare occasion, like, you know, once a year or something like that, where just one of us goes and not the other one. But most often we go together and, and it does, it makes it easier. It makes it go faster. It makes it more fun. It does make it more fun. Yeah. I know when I was married, I used to ask my husband if he'd go with me and sometimes he'd go, well, if you really want me to, I'm like, yeah, I really do. <laughs> so he'd come with me. Well, little did I know um, that he'd say, okay, well, I'm going to go over to the automotive side and we have our cell phones, so when you're done over on your side of the store, let me know, and I'll meet you at checkout. And I'm thinking, that's not exactly what – I mean, yes, I like the fact that he would carry the groceries for me, but that wasn't exactly what I was planning when I said, would you shop with me? Yeah, you, you were looking for a joint experience. You weren't looking for yes. – you go one way, I'll go the other. But I will tell you, I learned something really unique. Well, one time, uh, the first time we ever shopped at Walmart together, and this became an ongoing thing, because we'd go into Walmart, and I would go one direction, and he would go another. And we usually would say, you know, this was kind of long before cell phones. We'd say, okay, give it about 15 minutes, and then let's meet back up in, let's <laughs> say, housewares or whatever. Right. Well, I'd get back there. I'd get to housewares, and I don't see him. Or he'd get there and he didn't see me. And so he would start to look for me energetically. Really? Now, yeah, we didn't know law of attraction back then, but he knew he was very, um, I, I mean, he's kinesthetic, but he understood energy on a level that I didn't understand it. And he really didn't even understand it. He just knew it was there. And he said he would feel for me and he called it an energy signature hmm. and he said he would feel for my energy signature which at the time I had no idea what he was talking about hmm. um, now for me because he was six five it was pretty easy if it was there were shelves I could I just looked for the tallest person I could find in a store yeah that's and what I Louise usually, does with me yeah <laughs> yeah I could spot him visually but if the shelves are really high I couldn't do that and he didn't need to see me because he said he could always find me and he did it would amazed me <laughs> where he'd go hey and I'm like how'd you find me he goes oh I just felt my way and so like we tested it we'd go we'd go shopping at Walmart all the time and we'd go our separate ways and I'd say okay in 15 minutes let's find each other I could never find him and he always found me and Very it wasn't like he went from uh aisle to aisle to aisle he like literally would go directly to me. He'd be standing, let's say, in pharmacy, and he would just tap into, well, where's Wendy? And then, and he would tell me when he'd get to me, he said, I literally went the most direct route to find you. That's very, very cool. Yeah, I'm like, that's pretty darn amazing. So mm. um, that's something I always counted on if we were in a place that there were lots of people or it was a big space, if we would get parted from one another. I always knew he would find me, and he always did. Now, I wish it worked the same with cars, um, because <laughs> I remember being in a parking lot where we like walked, I don't even know, 45 minutes looking for our, our lost car. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> but even then, I'd say, I'll go this way, you go that way. And then we'd get so far apart, but he could always find me, but we didn't. it took us a long time to find the car. <laughs> See, what, this is where you want to have your auto start or, or your, your door key fob, you know, for unlocking the, unlocking key the door. key fob, yeah. Yeah, so you can just keep yeah. pressing that button to see if, if a light shows exactly. up somewhere. Exactly. 
Well, these were the days before the key fob when you used uh, an actual key that pushed into the door, you know. So, yeah, many things have changed since then. <laughs> there have been a lot of changes, that's for sure. It really is true. Yeah. And one of the changes is that uh, this podcast is growing, and it's growing at a nice clip. Um, the people who have subscribed to it are real loyal listeners now, which we love. They, the statistics show us that they average listening to 30 to 45 episodes per month per listener. So we know that they're enjoying it. But many of our listeners now are new. Uh, a lot of them found us through the book, and others are finding us through other sources as well. And we just want to take a moment to say thank you for joining us, and please consider subscribing yourself. It's free. It takes like a minute or two. It's really quick. And all of the instructions are right on the homepage at LOAToday.net. Uh, just go there. You'll see where the player is for, for the live broadcast. If you want to listen to the live broadcast, we would love to have you join us for that. And right below that, you'll see how to subscribe and then how to share the fact that you subscribe. So, you know, please take a moment, subscribe and share and, uh, you know, become a member of our club because we love having our listeners. Our, I mean, I've, I keep saying it now. I've been saying it now every podcast this week. We've got the best listeners in the world. And I will argue that with anybody. Anybody who wants to tell me they've got better listeners, I'm sorry, you just don't. Ours are the best. Just the way it is. Law of nature. Well, <laughs> and if any of our listeners are binge listeners like I am, <laughs> uh, you know, once you get on the site, it's really hard to, like, stop. It's like you listen to one, and then you go, well, I'll listen to one more. <laughs> and you go, okay, now that one, that, okay, that was really fun. Let's just listen to one more, you know. <laughs> Which is I do why, that with television shows, with movies, and I do it with podcasts as well. <laughs> which is why subscribing is so great, because then you don't have to go through page by page listening to them. They just all come right to your smartphone. You can listen to them. Bang, 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 bang. Real simple. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so, good point. Be a binge listener of LOA Be a binge today. listener. Yeah, I like that. We've got to find a way to build it into the site. Be a binge listener. <laughs> And, you know, one of the cool things that Walt created for us on the, the website, LOAToday.net, is let's say you listen to Joel and you just think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. If you just want to binge listen to, to podcasts with Joel, over on the right rail, just click on the link that says Joel Elston. Yeah. And all you're going to see is show after show after show, all with Joel. And there's a link for every one of the co-hosts. So That's if you right. just want to listen to one person in particular, if you're really fond of this four o'clock Eastern time show with me, you know, click on the Wendy Dillard link That's and right. then you'll, you can binge listen to Wendy shows. You know, or you can binge listen to David shows, but that's one of the cool things about having those, those little links in there. You can either listen to shows in sequence or you can listen to them by individual or even by topic. That's true. It's also one of the cool things about WordPress, which is why the website was set up with WordPress, because it's so easy to set up those categories like that and makes it easy for me to make it easy for you to find stuff. So take advantage. That's why I put all the categories together, just so you can find stuff. That's cool. And, I'm, you know, like on my website, I have a link to the Wendy Dillard shows because I want to showcase me. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. You should. You should. Well, because what I love doing is, you know, saying to people who show up to my website – who don't know anything about the show, if you want to know a little, actually one of the things I rewrote last week um, on my website, you know, is if you want to really know if I'm the coach for you, uh, review my website, but also click here and it takes them to the Wendy Dillard archives of the LOA Today shows and listen to me, find out what I'm about. 
And I guarantee if they're not interested in me as their coach, or maybe they're not looking for coaching at the moment, at least it'll bring them into the podcast and they'll find out it's not just me. There's all, all sorts of people here this wanting to talk about law of attraction. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But what a great idea, though, to show people exactly what your approach to life is and your approach to the law of attraction, because now they can just tell pretty quickly, oh, yeah, she'd be exactly the kind of person I need to talk to. I mean, you can tell so much about somebody by listening to how they talk about subjects. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, yesterday I, w I was alluding to how my client last night had heard just the top part of our show, which had to do with um, ways we like to be receive appreciation. And it was so interesting because at the end of the end of our session, she was telling me specifically um, something that she was doing. Uh, it, two things that she said that just made me laugh. She goes, so then I like put my Wendy head on. I think that's how she said it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Or my inner Wendy. She said I was tapping into my inner Wendy. Oh, and nice. I laughed at that because I've had other people tell me that before, that they either have Wendy in their head or they have an inner Wendy because they hear the kinds of things I say. But then she also um, said a phrase where it, it was a question, and she said, I would have never in a million years thought to ask this kind of question of myself, but I've heard you ask this kind of question of me, and so when I wasn't with you, I asked myself that question. And I told her, I said, you know, that paid me the highest compliment you could possibly pay me. <laughs> Because one of the things that I know that I provide is mentoring. And to me, mentoring is when you've been around somebody and you've picked up their mannerisms, you've picked up their languaging, you've picked up their questions and the way they phrase things. And when someone adopts it and makes it their own and it improves their life, and I know that they picked it up from me, that to me is the highest compliment anyone can give me. That's better than someone saying, wow, you really have helped me a lot. When I, when I hear someone say, I've, I'm asking the questions of myself that I've heard you ask me before, it's like, wow, that to me is so awesome. So I love that. And I feel like the same thing happens with listening to the podcast. You know, we had one of our um, uh, fans write an email and they were literally quoting me. Because, <laughs> you know, how I like to say, well, the old me would say this, but the new me is now doing this. Well, this this person actually wrote in there the thing about old me and the new me. And I just <laughs> laughed because flattery is the highest form of compliment. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But it's, it's also so, nice to know that that people uh, listen so closely. In fact, uh, one listener one time said to me, he says, I don't mean to spook you or anything, but I know more about you than you realize just because of what you talk about <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. And to me, if you're looking for a coach, there's no better way than to listen to them on, on a, something like a podcast, because it's like you get to tune into who they are before you ever even meet them in person or by phone. Very so true. to me, that's just fair. This, this is a great medium, I think, for all, all of us co-hosts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And I know that it works in terms of getting you guys business because I think all of you have gotten calls. I'm not sure if all of you, maybe mm -hmm. maybe not quite all yet, but most of you certainly have gotten calls from listeners uh, inquiring about your services. So it's been both ways. It's been a good medium for the listeners to find out about you. And it's been a good way for you guys to get new clients, which is great. Mm -hmm. It is cool. And, you know, not everybody needs 
to hire a coach. I mean, I think they do. I think it would be beneficial <laughs> to all, all, all of humanity. Well, because I use coaches. I mean, I think it's just an awesome platform to help um, expedite your life, to help it expand and move at a quicker clip. Well, that makes but sense. Yeah. not everybody wants to do that, and that's okay. And for a long time, you know, when I couldn't afford it, I didn't have a coach, but I listened to a lot of a lot of people who know knew more about subjects than I did. And you know, to me, that's another great thing that we we offer with the podcast. You know, I mean, all of us coaches, we have studied a lot of stuff on law of attraction and other, um, you know, coaching modalities. And so we kind of know a lot of stuff. This is our expertise. And so if it's something that's of value to you, you know, just listening in, you'll pick up all sorts of things that you can use for yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, a couple of you guys have pointed out to me that I get free coaching from five different coaches, which <laughs> I hadn't really thought about it that way. But it's true. And I realize that not only is it true for me, it's true for our listeners. Because anybody who's yep, listening absolutely. regularly, they get the same benefit. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you're tuned in, you're, you're getting the, the coaching perspectives of five different coaches. And, it, I mean, if you can't find a, a juicy, useful, tidbit, nugget type thing from the episodes we do, you're just not listening. That's all. You're asleep. <laughs> you're asleep. Yeah, you're, you're playing it so far in the background. It's like, oh, gee. <laughs> Oh, that is funny. Well, look at that. We just did 30 minutes on who knows what. But that was fun. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we should probably put a little structure into this like Cindy does, right? <laughs> so, does Cindy put structure into her? Oh, you mean like how she has her time, time Into her day. Yeah, she structures her day very nicely. And yeah, actually, we do have structure <laughs> in the way that we do. When I do the podcast with her on Tuesday and Wednesday mornings, the structure is pretty much oriented around the book that we're doing. We're, with her, I'm working on money and the law of attraction. And mm -hmm. I mean... We spend a lot larger percentage of the time doing the book than you and I do. You and I go off on all kinds of interesting <laughs> tangents. But well, it was funny because um, I did listen into the show this morning with Cindy. And um, at certain points, you know, I was really listening very intently in the beginning part of the show. And then I went to work and I had it on in the background. And there were certain times I thought, my goodness, Cindy is so articulate. Listen to her go. And then I realized, oh, she's reading. She's reading the Abraham part. <laughs> well, you know because what she does? Like, she what? she has an excellent ability to start to say something and integrate in what she's going to read from the text. And you can't tell where one ends and the other begins. That's how it felt to me. I yeah. could not tell if she was talking or if she was reading. She's so good so, at that. Yeah. She's really good at that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I have, I follow along, of course, right? Because I'm, I'm also looking at a copy of it, and I have to be kind of on my toes. Okay, is she reading from the book? Oh, she's reading from the book. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So, do you want to read from the book? Sure. I'm ready if you are. Yeah. Well, we're working on the law of attraction, the basics of the teachings of Abraham, which is the mm -hmm. the primer. We both agree that this is the primer. You don't want really to start with any other. If you're going to pick one, you pick this one. If you're going to do five or six, that's fine, but make sure you pick this one anyway. We're in part four, The Art of Allowing, and the subsection we are on is entitled Our Past, Present, and Future as One. Sounds interesting. It says, you are always thinking, and you cannot disconnect your past, present, and future, for they are all one. They're all tied together with the continuum of thought. And so let us say you are walking down the street, and you come across a fight. 
That doesn't sound very good. There is a very big bully beating up on a much smaller man. And as you walk closer, you are filled with negative emotion. When you think, I'm going to turn my eyes away. I'm going to walk away and pretend like this has not happened. You feel terrible negative emotion because you do not want this little one to be hurt. And so then you think, well, I will go in and I will help. But now you also feel negative emotion because you do not want your own face to be broken or your own life to be taken away. Okay, so there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> there is. Oh, absolutely. And so you say, Abraham, now what do I do? And we say, we agree. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> it's this, like, it's kind of a lose-lose is how it seems. Right. <laughs> in this example, there is not an option that seems to be the perfect one because you are, in this moment, having to do so much work because of your lack of pre-paving in your past. Hmm, yeah, that perked my... Uh interest keep going (laughs) if in your past as you began each day you had intended safety you had intended harmony and you had intended interacting with those who were in harmony with your intentions it is our absolute promise to you that you would not now be in this uncomfortable position and so we say deal with it now in whatever way you choose but today if you will begin to set forth your thoughts of what you want in the future you will not find yourself walking into another sort of uncomfortable ambush where no matter which way you go, it is not comfortable. And I have to honestly wow. say that's one of the main reasons that that idea right there, what they just laid out, is mm-hmm. one of the main reasons why I decided to do my 30-day 30, 30 thing for June where I'm just turning my negative thoughts into something else because I recognize how I set myself up. And you know what? I'm tired of setting myself up. <laughs> I don't want to keep now setting myself se- up. And how is it you think you're setting yourself up? Oh, I mean, it's not, I'm not, you know, crossing uh, fight, fist fights in the street or anything like that. But it's always in little ways. It's, um, well, I've been doing such a good job of, of negating them that I can't come to an example right now. Um, <laughs> well, all right. Uh, well, one of the things that I would tend to do is I would allow myself to get distracted by some sort of thing in Facebook and social media where somebody had posted something in one of the law of attraction groups and they were in angst over something, you know, boyfriend breakup or things not going right or whatever. And I would just keep getting drawn into those and commenting on them and, and trying to help them out and so forth. And inevitably, if I did like two or three of those in a day, I could count on something of a small, uncomfortable nature coming to me within the next hour. And I began oh, to notice the pattern. I, I just, you know, and, and it wasn't like big stuff. It would, it would be things like, oh, what would be an example? Like, I'm working on a project and all of a sudden the phones are ringing like crazy. Mm-hmm. And usually my which phones don't you, ring like crazy. Which drives you crazy. Which well, not only does it drive me crazy, crazy, it's very unusual. It doesn't happen very often with me. You know, so when it does happen, it's like, it's noteworthy. Or, or perhaps, you know, uh, my wife would call me up because something was... Uh, driving her nuts about the gardening business. So now I'm helping her deal with what's driving her nuts in the gardening business. Whereas on those days where I didn't allow myself to get wrapped up in these little social media uh, things, my days went much more smoothly. So, I mean, after you, you experience that for a while, you notice the pattern. You say, you know, geez, every time I get involved in these little social media things, all of a sudden things start happening in my life that I really don't want to have to deal with. Well, maybe I should stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I think on a, a, a bigger level, what I heard Abraham saying in this 
and they didn't say it quite like this, but this is the essence that I took from it. If, because, okay, on the surface, they're talking about an example of watching somebody get beaten up on the street. And you as a passerbyer are having to figure out what is my role in this? What should I do? And nothing, nothing that you come up with feels good. Right. And they're suggesting, well, prepave it in advance, which, by the way, that's like the next section. They're getting to segment intending, so they're kind of prepaving the prepaving. That's right, yep. <laughs> um, but they're kind of saying if you take care of it in advance, it won't happen. Well, you know, on the surface, I say, well, how the heck would I have known that I was going to be a passerby or a witness to a street fight? So how would I know to prepave that I don't want to be a witness to a street fight? It does seem a bit well, of a setup. Yep. It does seem kind of absurd, but I believe that the essence of what they're talking about, I'll put it this way. If, like, let's say things that I've done, I've begun to prioritize happiness. You've begun to prioritize every time you sense a negative thought, you want to turn it around and find what you prefer and, and find a better feeling thought. Right. So. If the essence of how we want to live our lives is such that we're developing our own practices for feeling good, and therefore, when we're in a state of feeling good, we only draw good things to us. And so to me, in that way, I'm not going to be a, a, a witness to a street fight because I'm not in that vibrational intensity. I'm, In other words, the things I've been focusing on don't match being a witness to a street fight. Mm -hmm. Well, you're right, obviously, because because you're you're phrasing it in a much more positive way than I was. I was I was, I still had a bit of a negative focus there. I was trying to not negative, and you were saying, "Well, I'm just going to feel good." <laughs> you were going cutting right through to the core of it. Well, but I mean, the, the, what you're doing right now in the month of June is every time you notice something negative, you're turning it around. To I'm positive. turning it around, right? Yeah, yeah, you are, but. That's because where you have been is you've had so much negative self-talk and exactly. so much negative stuff. Yeah. You're wanting to go directly to it. So I get that. Yeah. Um, where I have been for a while is I'm going to prioritize happiness. Uh, was there yucky stuff in my life? Sure there was. But when I was feeling the uncomfortableness of something, which is really the same thing as what you're doing, I would just say to myself, I, I want happy. How do I get to happy? Mm. And I'm going to focus on happy. And as I did it more and more, I'd say most most days I wake up with a deliberate point of view that I'm going to have a good day. Um, there are many days I wake up and as I put my feet on the floor, I say everything always works out for me and today is no exception. I love that I'm going to have a wonderful day. I love that everything's working out for me. All is good. Well, that's kind of how I start my day most of the time. <laughs> And sometimes I hear myself uh, saying that throughout the day. Nice. Um, or I have a lot of uh, pictures or pieces of artwork in my house that have the word happy, happiness in them. And so I'm constantly being reminded. You know, I have one picture downstairs that says choose happiness. You know, and, I, I, and another one says uh, feel you're happy. So I have all these reminders <laughs> around me. Um, about being happy, so I do. So a fist fight in the street doesn't match that. No. Now, it doesn't mean I can't get go down into a deep <clears> spiral <throat> because I get on the phone with somebody and, 
it, it takes me into a direction I'm not happy with. And before I know, I'm just, you know, furious with somebody because I don't feel they're treating me right. And if I decide to like let that linger, yeah, I just might be a witness to a fist fight because now I've entered a completely different um, energetic matching zone, mm. if you will. Yeah. Um, so I don't think you can say, well, gosh, what are the things I don't want to experience today so I can get ahead of that and prepave? That will actually do the opposite. Because if you have to think up, what do I not want to experience? You have to actually think them up and focus on them. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. So yeah. that's not what Abraham is saying. <laughs> no. They're definitely saying focus on what you truly desire. And when you stay in that um, vibrational essence, then the only thing that can match you are things that are on an equal vibrational essence. Exactly true. Yeah, now the next section, the next section actually sounds like it's an extension of, of what we just did because okay. it asks, must I allow the injustices I witness? It, it, it's like that the, the person who was reading the, fir, the, the previous section kind of skipped over the, the end part and just got stuck on, well, what do I do about the street fight? <laughs> But anyway, it well, says, and, oh, and go ahead. Know, just to make a comment, to know Jerry, now I never met him, but I felt like I, I knew him well because mm. I listened to him, I read his stuff. But injustices were something that were really prominent in his thought pattern. Makes sense. Yeah, he had, he had a really hard time with injustice in the world. So therefore, he focused a lot on injustice which I always think is fascinating. I don't really focus much on injustice. I focus on what I, in that arena, I focus on what I like. But he focused on what he didn't like. I do recall, too, there, there was, in one of the books, I don't remember which book, or maybe it was a workshop, but I think it was in one of the books, one of the examples he talks about is where he himself, when he was younger, used to get into fist fights. Yeah, that's in a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm not terribly like surprised every, about the example that he just came up with about you know walking down the street and coming across a fight. It apparently yeah. happened to him fairly often. <laughs> I mean, I think it was even said that he would be in a fist fight every single day because like that, yeah. since he was so focused on on injustice, he ran into injustice continually mm. and was mm. kind of the the hero for the injustice. He would be the one who would beat up the person who was the, the bully. bully, yeah, right, beating up on somebody else. Yeah. You know, and so he was constantly in fist fights and getting in trouble and that kind of thing, because that was what his focus was on until he recognized and learned to turn his attention away. Maybe mm -hmm. that's where Abraham's going to go next. Well, it, I think so, because, uh, well, the section is, must I allow the injustices I witness? And it says, until you understand how it is you get what you get, it is going to be very difficult for you to accept the idea of allowing because there are so many things that you see in this world that you do not like. And you say, how can I allow this injustice? And we say, you allow it by recognizing that it is not part of your experience. And that, in most cases, is truly not any of your business. That it is truly not any of your business. It is not your work. It is the creation. It is the attraction. It is the experience of the others. Rather than trying to control the experiences of all others, which you cannot do no matter how hard you try, instead, intend to control your own participation within those experiences, and by setting forth your clear image of the life you want to live, you will pre 
pre-pave a smooth and pleasant path for yourself. Yeah, that sounds like it was directly you know, intended for Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> so let's see. I think, we can, I think we're done there. Let's move on to the next one. The next one is my attention to unwanted creates more of unwanted. That seems pretty straightforward, but let's see. You attract through your thought. You get what you think about whether you want it or not. And so, as you give attention to the drivers who are not courteous, you will attract more of them into your experience. I'm not sure where drivers came from, but that's okay. As you give your attention to those but, but, who are, you know what? That's such a common thing. You know, people have road raged crazily, oh, you yeah. know, and how many, how many people do you know, like, yell at other drivers while they're driving or, you know, have commentary about just about, just about anything. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think about other people while I'm driving, with the exception of... I'm not blind. I'm paying attention to where I'm going and I'm making sure that I'm, you know, obeying the laws and being a courteous driver. But when somebody cuts me off, I let them get in front of me. <laughs> I just mm -hmm. give them enough room like, oh, they're going to about to cut me off. Okay. But yeah. I don't get mad. I don't, I don't curse at them. I don't give them the finger. I don't like scream. Um, but I think it's a real common thing that people do. And I'm not saying that where I am now, I've always been. Because I used to be one of the people who gave <laughs> much commentary, <laughs> much commentary. Oh, okay. <laughs> to people who were not driving the way I thought they ought to be driving. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I, I think I stopped, uh, just as an aside, I think I stopped being really verbal when my husband took over that role. He was so verbal in his commentary about other drivers. It was kind of like I didn't want to fuel his fire. So I just started getting really quiet and letting him do all the commentary. <laughs> that's not, that's anyway. not a bad way to go about it. That's good. You know, I mean, I know my own strategy is you, you talk about, you know, being aware of the other cars and, you know, not looking for, for a problem, but, you know, being aware of what, what they're doing. And if I do see somebody, you can always tell, you know, you can tell just from the way that the car is moving that, here's somebody who's driving overly aggressively or, you know, you can see that they're almost like trying to start a fight practically. My first impulse is, okay, what do I have to do in order to get as far away from this individual as possible? <laughs> do I have mm -hmm. to slow down? Do I speed up? Do I pull over to the right lane? What do I do? I want to be as far away from that car as I can get. And that's my strategy. I just like, okay, you want to go that way? I'm going this way. I'll get off the exit if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> So who knows, maybe Abraham was tapped into universal consciousness and the gazillions of people who focus on um, people who have driving issues. <laughs> that, that could be. There's plenty of it out there. There's no doubt. But I just thought of a story where, where someone had some real road rage and some, I'm not, to this day, I'm not quite sure why he focused on me, but he did. And he decided that I was the worst car on the highway and he was going to do everything he could to make sure I knew it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like uh, there, there was a movie that it was one of the early Steven Spielberg movies called Duel, in which this guy was basically on a highway being haunted by a truck driver who was literally trying to kill him. And that's what it felt like with this guy. This guy wasn't driving a truck, but this guy was just, he was crazy. And I remember at one point I was trying to do my defensive thing, like I just described. I wanted to get away from him. You know, so I was creating distance any way I could. And he was deliberately doing whatever it took to make sure he got right in front of me and controlled my pace. 
And I'm thinking, <laughs> what, what did I do? <laughs> now, this was before I understood the law of attraction, and I can't honestly tell you what my mindset was at the time, so I probably attracted it somehow. But at the time, I'm thinking, what on earth do I do? You, you know what my ultimate strategy was? I, I was going to work that particular day, and when I got to the exit that I would normally take, he followed me down the exit. And I'm thinking, how do I shake this guy? I remembered that the office I worked at was about two blocks from the police station. So I just drove to the police station. And when the guy saw I was driving <laughs> to the police station, he took off. <laughs> well, that was a good strategy. Yeah, it worked great. But, you know, but just like everything in Law of Attraction, um, it would be interesting. And it's probably so long ago you wouldn't have any clue at this point. But what in you attracted that? Yeah, you know, no What idea. thoughts were you thinking um, what was your belief system about other drivers? Um, you know, it was about 25 years like, ago. And I mean, the, the only thing I can tell you about it, it it's uh, part of the commute in Southern Connecticut toward New York city. And anyone knows that com commute, it's one of the worst commutes around. It's not the worst, but it's certainly one of them just because you get a lot of crazy people and a lot of people taking really big risks and so forth. And, so it's always a little bit uncomfortable, to say the least. I'm sure that my mindset, whatever it was exactly, was heavily influenced by just how crazy people can be in, in you know that kind of a commuting situation. But beyond that, and I don't it could remember. Have had, and it could have had nothing to do with cars. It might have been, yeah. It, it might could have, have had else. nothing to do with cars. Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, because the job I was working at that time was for a boss I didn't like at all. <laughs> And I only stayed there for about eight months or something like that. I was running the production for his, his company. And the more so, I got to know him, the less I liked him and the less I trusted him. And, and, and oh, he was so abusive to his, his workers. It was really awful. So that was probably affecting me. Well, and so these are the kinds of scenarios, uh, whether I'm doing it for fun in my own life or whether I'm, I'm helping a client with it, you know, um, I'll say, so what, how would you describe that driver, the one that was, you know, following you and doing all this erratic stuff. And usually somewhere in the description of how you describe that driver, there will be something similar about that, that you're experiencing your life somewhere else. Oh, sure. Yeah. And that's how you start to make the connection and go, that's how I drew this into my life. Hmm. And it that's wasn't true. because you needed to like learn new defensive driving techniques. <laughs> Thank goodness you had them, but that usually is not what it was about. It's usually what is the essence of the energy as to how you interpret that driver's connection with you. Mm. And then once you kind of can talk about that, you can usually find something in your current life where you go, oh yeah, you know, I have that right now with my boss and here's what's happening with him. And it's very similar. And you go, okay, well, that's the energy that's asking to be cleared. It's asking first to be acknowledged, you know, and then once you acknowledge it, you kind of look around at it and go, well, is this even true? And if it's not really true, well, what is true? What does my inner being know about this that I don't know? And that to me is the, just a really simple process for how to clear those energies that don't serve us. Well, what that's I can what tell I you, I mean, I don't really, I'm really very fuzzy on what the details were at that time with that particular driver. But what I can tell you about the job I was working is all I knew was I wanted to get out of there and I wanted to get out of there fast. And is that within, how you felt when the driver was being erratic? 
I'm not sure about the time frame. When I want, okay. when I was feeling that way, I was about five or six months into employment there, and I can't tell you when during my employment this that that driving incident happened. So it may have happened around that time, but I can't say for sure. What I do know is that within about a month of me putting out that wish, one of my boss's competitors came to visit, and my boss was out. The, he was the owner of the company. The owner was out, and I said, "Well, you know, Mike's not here." And Brad says, well, that's right, I came to see you. I said, oh, well, how can I help you? And he says, well, I want you to come work for me. <laughs> nice. He came into his comparator's company to steal his comparator's production manager. I love that. <laughs> and it was perfect because it's exactly what I wanted. So, I mean, he didn't have to ask twice, really. I just, you know, sure, <laughs> let, let's, let, you know, show me your operation. Let's see what you got. And I did the interview within a couple of days and I was sold. It's like, I'm out of there. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. All right. So let's see what, what, with our little time left, what we can um, cover, uncover in this next paragraph. Okay. Shall well, I we've read? got about six minutes and we've got uh, one paragraph. I think we can probably handle that. <laughs> okay. So uh, it's called, must no. I allow the injustices I witness? Yep. Until you understand how it is that you get what you get. It is going to be very difficult for you to accept the idea of allowing because there are so many things that you see in this world that you do not like. And you say, how can I allow this injustice? And we say you allow it by recognizing that it is not part of your experience and that in most cases, it is not truly any of your business. It is not your work. Did we read this section? I think we did. Maybe yeah, we did I, I think we're actually on the next one, but that's all right. <laughs> okay. In this creation, it is the attraction, it is the experience of others. Rather than trying to control the experiences of all others, which you cannot do no matter how hard you try, instead intend to control your own participation within those experiences. And by setting forth your clear image of life you want to live, you will prepare and smooth a pleasant path for yourself. No. Exactly. This is, this is funny. As I was reading it, I'm like, I know we just, I know he just read this <laughs> and I'm thinking, why did I do that? And here's the thought that came to me. Oh. Somebody who's going to be listening to the recording will have heard just a bit of what you were saying. And they're going to say to themselves, oh my gosh, I wish I listened more intently because there's something in that paragraph that's for me. Uh -huh. So I just literally, what I felt was I reread it for somebody specific who wished it could be read again. <laughs> So for that yes, listener who, who's listening in and who got it the second time, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> right? Exactly. Because That's... I believe that there are no accidents. I believe that there are no coincidences. Nothing happens, just happenstance. It's like everything has purpose behind it. And, um, you know, okay. So we read it again. I mean, how many times have I reread things in books because it didn't quite make sense? many i'll reread a paragraph over and over and over until i get it so i guess that one just required a little bit of extra massaging so there you go well, well you're the one who's told me that whenever you get uh, one of the abraham discs one of the workshop discs you listen to it a minimum of three times the entire mm -hmm. disc so yeah, i can't say I mean, i'm surprised it's only an hour <laughs> it's only an hour right but, <laughs> right but no i do i listen to it three times because it takes that much time sometimes or that much reiteration 
to more fully incorporate the understanding of the concept, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm just a person, I'm, I'm a very deep thinker. I'm a very deep learner. I'm very thorough. So it just seems to me, I mean, sometimes there are some books that take me forever to finish reading. And I used to think, oh, it's because I'm a slow reader. Well, I realize it's not that I'm a slow reader. It just, I, I am very intent on really learning that which I desire to learn. And so I'll read it over and over and over until I feel like, okay, I got it at least as much as I can get it for now. But who knows? I may come back next year or two years from now or 10 years from now and reread it and go, oh my gosh, this is like brand new stuff I never read before. Well, I can tell you that one of the the famous guru types uh, from the 20th century, W. Clement Stone, who was very influential to Jack Canfield, among others, and who was quoted a couple times in the movie The Secret, I saw him give a speech one time, and his speech was about repetition. And he literally kept repeating the word repetition, 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 repetition. His, <laughs> and, and his purpose was to say, when you're trying to learn something, keep doing it. When you're trying to accomplish something, keep doing it. When you're trying to get somewhere, keep doing it. Just do it over and over and over again until it's just cemented in, in your nervous system so that you know it inside and out, backward and forward. That's exactly well, what you when I was when I was studying with Tony Robbins, um, the two words that I kept hearing with great understanding and intensity was repetition and immersion. Immersion, yeah, sure. And the repetition is doing something over and over, but the immersion is like getting yourself so focused on something and doing a lot of it in a short period of time Mm -hmm. that you literally bombard your brain, your nervous system and everything to change. And it's like, you can't help but make the changes that you're desiring to change due to the repetition and due to the immersion. Mm -hmm. And that's what I truly, you know, I believe in it. It's how I've learned much of what I've learned. Um, I do that with my clients. I mean, I never try to oversell somebody for the sake of money, but sometimes I'll say to someone, I feel like you need a bigger package where you work with me longer because what you've come to me with, the things that you're desiring to create in your life don't happen with one session or two. And I don't even recommend that you like space this out very far. Like, let's like bang this out a couple sessions a week until you start to feel a rhythm and a momentum and you start to like really get it because repetition and immersion is the way the mind really loves to learn. Absolutely true. And that's why we do a daily podcast. In fact, we do it twice daily. So you can get you know, the multiple exposures, the multiple uh, appreciations from different perspectives about you know how this whole law of attraction thing works. So yeah, that that's part and parcel of LOA today that we do the the we do immersion and we do repetition. We do both. <laughs> and oftentimes I do say the same thing over and over. But you know what? I never apologize for repeating myself because I know what I'm doing and I know the power of repetition. And so if I say the same thing three days in a row, you may not be listening three days in a row, but if you are all the better, cause you'll really get it. And if you aren't, then I'll just say to you, we hope that you'll join us next time here on LOA today. <laughs> Goodbye everybody. Bye-bye for now.